Okay, so Amar Ravacha Baraba Amar Rav Yechanan Minayin Lishinu Migadim Minatayra. So we're discussing, we're on this concept of Shabbos clothing and changing uh, into Shabbos clothing, and uh, so we want to know where does this concept come in the Torah of changing Begadim at all? So Shemar the pasuk says Upashat Es Begadav Velavash Begadim Acherim. The pasuk by Trumas Hadeshin. So every every morning they had to clear, uh, you know, the pile of ashes off the mizbeach. So there it says that the Kohen should change clothing, okay? And what limdecha Torah derech eretz, we learn from this Pasuk. Why is the Pasuk telling me to change clothing? We're wearing clothing. Why do I have to change? So this is where we see this concept of changing clothing, that limdecha Torah derech eretz, begadim kedera, that the clothing that you use, that one would use to cook, a servant would cook, for his master, the rabbi, al rabbi. Those are not appropriate. It's not appropriate to wear that to pour him a cup of wine. So what we're saying is that different um, uh, levels of jobs have different clothing, and therefore we see this concept that we change clothing when we're doing or we're experiencing something that is more mechubad. So Shabbos, which is more mechubad than chol, we have to change clothing for. Amar Rav Chia Bar Abba, Amar Rav that is a genai for a Talmud Chacham to go out with shoes with patches. We've had this before, Lashuk. So, for the Gemara, Rabbi Achabar Chanina Nafik, Rabbi Achabar Chanina did go out with shoes with patches. That it's only a problem when you have multiple patches, patches on top of patches. But if it's just one patch, it's going to be fine. And the issue here is that uh, when you're a Talmud Chacham, you're supposed to be representing a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and uh, you have to look uh, presentable. On that line, if a Talmud Chacham finds, if, if, if there is grease on his clothing, he's Chayiv Misa. He's ready to be killed. Because the Pasuk says, call Misanai Ahabai Mavas. Okay, that all those who hate me love death, saying that the ones who hate me will get death. What, why is it, what is this misanai, this hating? Those who cause others to hate me. And Rashi explains that when the Talmud Chacham, right, he's supposed to be someone that's closer to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, he goes out and he looks disgusting, he has grease all over his clothing, so it causes others to hate Hashem. They go, oh, what is this? This is the guy who is close to Hashem? It makes the Kaddish Baruch Hu look bad. The Kaddish Baruch Hu cares how how we represent him, Ravina, um, Ravina Amar, that it's not revav, grease, or fats, rather it's revad. Okay, revad is sheikh vazera. So we're saying is that you can't go out with sheikh vazera in your clothing. And it's not really an argument, it depends which clothing. So on the outer clothing, you can't have the glima, which is the outer clothing, you can't have grease, because that is going to look bad. On the inner clothing, you're allowed to have grease because anyways, it's covered by your your outer clothing, right? So you can have grease on your undershirt, but you're not allowed to have Sheikh Vazera. On your outer shirt, you know, your regular shirt, that you can't have grease on. The Pasuk says, That Yishayahu went out unclothed, he was naked and barefoot. What does that mean? He wasn't actually barefoot and naked that he had worn out clothing, okay, that he was considered Arum naked because he had war, he was wearing tatters, 
Okay? And he went out. What does it mean, barefoot? It means with shoes with patches. That he wasn't wearing appropriate shoes. Okay, so tonight now we're discussing this concept of revav, grease. We went from, you know, discussing the keyboard of clothing on Shabbos to the keyboard of clothing in different tasks to the, to the Talmud Chacham to Talmud Chacham not going out with grease. And now we're going to talk about what about what is the status of the grease on a shirt for chatzitza purposes for being table. So normally, and I think we've spoken this out before, when we talk about tefillah, um, let's say you have to be table a beged. So if there's something on the beged, and we'll discuss this later on, uh, let's say you have to be table yourself, something on, you, on your body that you're mockbit about, it's something that you, you don't, you care if it's there, you're, what, what you're mockbit on gives it the status of chatzitza. Because it's something that's, that people care about it's now a chatzitza, and um, it must be removed in order to be table a beged. So tanan hasam. Revav ala mardea. If you have grease on a goad, right? We've had mardea before. That's uh, like, like a, something, a cattle prod. Okay? Chaitzitz. That is going to be a chatzitza. Only if it is larger than an iser. Italki, right? For this Italian coin, only if it's larger than that spot. But if it's a little bit, then we don't care. And on clothing. So if I have grease on one side, it's not a chatzitza. Nobody cares if there's grease on one side. However, if the grease goes all the way through the material, then it's a chatzitza because people are makbed on that. They care about that. And even, so we hear, whether it's chatzitza. Even on one side, or if it's only if the grease goes all the way through both sides of the material. So we discussed the shirt, but what about this goad? When we said that a, 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 if this goad, this cattle prod, has uh, grease on it, now it was apparently made out of some sort of fabric, so we want to know does the grease, when we said it's it's going to be a chatzitza, if it's larger than it's a ritaki, is it if it's, if it's only once, if it's only on one side, or it has to go all the way through the material. I didn't actually hear someone say anything about Mardas. However, I heard something similar to Tanan. All the clothing of a Talmud Chacham, okay, is a Chatzitza. Like we said, that a Talmud Chacham has to go around, he has to go around representing a Kaddish Baruch Hu with respectable clothing. And therefore, Shel Benayim, we're going to say Benayim means, means Talmud Chacham according to Wabshah. But Benayim is going to be Mitzad Echad. If there's grease, even on one side, it's going to be a Chatzitza because the Talmud Chacham has to be very vigilant to make sure he doesn't have grease on his clothing. Bil Shel Bar, if he is a boor, right? He's, a, he's an uncouth, he's not a Talmud Chacham, he's not a respectable person, then it's not going to be a chatzitza unless mishnates the, the grease goes through both sides of the garment. Okay, so you can't tell me that mardas is any more respectable than the shirt of a, of a human. Even if it's a boor, it's an uncouth person, a mardas is a, is a cattle prod, right? So LMI, we see that if a boor um, in order for it to be a chatzitza, the grease would have to go through both sides of the cloth. So then for sure, for a cattle prod, the only way that he's going to be mocked on it is if it goes through both sides of the cattle prod. So my binna'in, what are these binna'in? So I'm Rabbi Yechanan, Elu Tamid Chachamim, 
These are the Tamid Chacham Shaiskim Bibinyan Eshal Elam Kol Yemeim that they deal with building the world um, their whole lives, right? And if you remember, we this is how we ended Brachas, right? We said Altik Rei Banayach El Abaynayach the builders, and we said Tamid Chachamim are considered the builders. They're the builders of this world. So now we keep on segueing into different sugyas. So now we're going to go into the sugya of once we're talking about a Talmud Chacham, what is the how do we're discussing levels of Talmud Chacham? So Then normally we know that if you find a lost object, so the person who's coming to claim it has to give a simon, right? He has to give a symbol to, to show that it's his. However, if the person coming to claim it is a Talmud Chacham, he could just say it's mine, and we'll give it to him, we'll believe him. So we want to know what level of Talmud Chacham must a person be in order for us to give him back his Aveda, just with Tzviya Sa'ayin, with him recognizing it and saying it's mine. So who is that? That's someone who's Makbid that, to make sure to wear the seams in his shirt the right way. He doesn't wear the seams showing on the outside. He's careful to wear the, the seams on the inside. And he carries himself with a certain level of respect. That's enough of a Talmud Chacham that we will be machzor Aveda B'tviya Sa'ayin. At what level will we, will we hire him as a rabbi? That's if he, right, when he's going to get, is he going to get a, a rabbinate position? That's when you ask him something, a dvar in any place, and he's able to answer. Even in Mesechtas Kalo, which is not so well known, he has to know that. And if, if he knows, you know, basically Torah on that level, then he can get a job as a rabbi. So, and what is the level of a Tamar Chacham in which that people, he's, the, the city is required to support him, right? So what's the level for that level of Tamar Chacham? Someone who puts aside, you know, his business, and he spends his time on Chavzei Shemayim, then the city must support him. Um, and that's Lemitrach Berifta. What level of support? You don't have to. You don't have to give him everything he wants. You have to. You have to support him with bread. Okay, so you have to give him the basic necessities. If he puts aside his business and he focuses on chefsei shemayim, then he's enough of a talmud chacham. So we've now discussed uh, essentially um, three levels of talmud chacham. Someone who return we return an aveda for if he wears the seams on his shirt the right way. Um, if he can become a rabbi, if he knows, you know, you ask him in any area of terror and he knows. And um, he's, he's someone, a Talmud Chacham is, is required to be supported by the, the, the people of the city, at least with bread, if he puts aside his own business and he focuses on Chav Sheshemayim. Okay, now we're going to just discuss. So he said, what's a Talmud Chacham? That's if you ask him an halacha in any place and he's able to say it. Lamai nafkemina. So what does this mean? We already said something similar. So now we're explaining when we said he has to know everything, what does that mean? To, to, to get a job as a rabbi, on the, right? To parnas, it means a rav, al-tzibar. So if he knows one mesechta, then he could be a pulpit rabbi in a city. Ba'asrei. Right, then, so, right, before we said he has to know everything, now we're qualifying that. We're saying it doesn't necessarily mean he has to know everything. It depends. If he's just going to be a pulpit rabbi in a city, 
then he only needs to know, you know, one Masechta. He doesn't have to know Kol Tarakula. Ibakula Tanuya, however, if he knows Kol Tarakula, right, if he knows everything, if, he, if you can ask him something in any area of learning and he knows, then Beresh Misifta, he could be appointed as a Rosh Hashiva. Okay, so we were discussing, we went into, right, we were discussing the Shel Benaim Mitzad Echad, right, and we explained what is Benaim. We said the clothing of Tamidei Chachamim, that there's going to be a Chatzitza if grease throw, shows through one way, even though it doesn't show both ways, if it's, if it's only apparent on one side, okay, then um, um, we said that that's going to be a Chatzitza because the Tamidei Chachamim have to be Makhdet. However, we're now going to bring another shot over here, Rishim ben Levi, Rishim ben Lakish Aymer. He says, no, that you want to know who are the Bina'im. They're not really the Tamidei Chachamim. Rather, they're Elu Kalim Hol Yairin. Okay, and this is, not, this, is not, this is not going back now. We're saying that it's no longer going back on the din we said before, that if a Tamid Chacham has grease on his clothing, um, he's Chayiv Misa, right? He has to be very, very mocked about that. But rather... We were talking to Chatzitza, and we're saying this is the clothing of Ho'ol Yairin. And Ho'ol Yairin are, um, they are the bathhouse attendants. So when you go to the bathhouse, they give you, you know, a white robe. And what we're saying is, because, you know, you're going to get a clean robe, if, if it has grease, even on one side, so then a person's going to be mocked on it, because, uh, you know, I'm coming to get a clean robe, a clean towel or a clean robe, right? So, so uh, I don't want grease on one side. But for a normal shirt that's being worn, that we would say that the bar, in order for it to be chatzitzo, is only if it has grease showing through both sides. So anyways, we're saying, So the Gemara wants to understand, really, these are white? You want to tell me these bathhouse attendant robes are white? Rabbi told his children, right when it's time to die, don't bury me, not with white clothing, not with black clothing. Why? Levainim. Why shouldn't you bury me with white clothing? Shemalei eske. Maybe I'm not going to Ganadim, but rather I'm going to go to Gehenim. Everybody's going to be wearing black, and I'm going to be wearing white. So don't dress me in white clothing. Or the other way, Shechayim, don't dress me in black clothing. Maybe I'm going to be Zeche to go to Ganadim. And then Ganadim, everyone's going to be wearing white clothing, and I'm going to be wearing black clothing. I'm going to look like an Avil in the, in the middle of a wedding. Right? So it's going to look weird. That's what he's saying. I don't want to stand out. Okay? So, do me a favor and bury me, Ella, Bekalem, whole Yairin. Bury me with Kalem, whole Yairin. But we see that Kalem, Yairin is colored. So he was saying colored Kalem, not black, not white. Because he said, don't bury me with white clothing or black clothing, but rather Kalem, whole Yairin. So we see that whole Yairin can't be white. Kalem, whole Yairin, Abba, Medina, So Alma, Sumkinin, we see that they're colored. So how could you say that these are white Kalem? Gemara answers like Kasha, Abaglimi, Hamalavushi, Yari, I take on different colors. To me, it sounds like uh, if it is the outer one, it's colored. If it's the inner one, it's white. So to me, it makes sense like saying uh, if it's an undershirt, undershirts are always white. So we're talking about an undershirt, but a regular shirt, right? I don't know. I, at least I wear colored shirts, right? So the, the, outs, the outside is a colored shirt. So if it, it depends. We're saying shirt. Oyari is some sort of call it a shirt, something like that. And we're saying it depends. It's white when it's an undershirt, but if it's on an outer, if it's if it's an outer shirt, then um, then it can be colored. And here we were talking about chatzitza on the white one. Okay, so let's go back now. Let's get back on point to the mission over here. We were talking about folding, um, folding clothing on Shabbos, if you remember. And then we we digress into the sugya of uh, of 
of covered uh, that clothing wearing Shabbos clothes is for covered, and then we discussed the Talmud Chachamim clothing. Okay, but we're going back to clothing now. What did we say in the Mishnah? We said that a person can fold his kalim not just on Shabbos to reuse on Shabbos, but on Shabbos going into Yom Kippur. So now we're going to discuss the concept of saying that, I'm sorry, Yom Kippur going into Shabbos, that we had a machaikis, the Mishnah brought down, we had a machaikis between the fats. What about the fats of Yom Kippur? Let's say Yom Kippur's on a Friday. And um, let's say Yom Kippur's on a Friday. And, um, well, okay, let's do it the other way. Let's say Yom Kippur is on a Sunday. And you have leftover fats from your Oila Shabbos. Oila Shabbos B'Shabbatoi. You had carbonas that you have to bring on Shabbos. And you have uh, fats left over in the base of Mikdash. We'll say you bring them on Sunday. You could bring them. So we said, Chelvei Shabbos. Crave me, you can pour him. However, not the other way around. If Yom Kippur is on a Friday, you may not bring leftover fats from Yom Kippur on Shabbos. That was Rabbi Shmol. Okay, that was the Tanakama. Rabbi Kiva held, no, that it, it's usher both ways. That you can't bring... Shabbos is leftover karbanas on Yom Kippur, and you can't bring Yom Kippur's leftover karbanas on Shabbos. So now we're going to understand where's the makar from this. Tanrabban on the Pasuk, we have a brisa. That it's an interesting lashon. It could have just said, Shabbos. Why does it say Bishabbatai? It's mashma that you can bring Shabbos, you can bring the oil of Shabbos, Bishabbos, on another Shabbos. So limate, so we're going to have two limudim here. Bishabbos, and then the vav at the end, Bishabbatai. So limeid al chalve Shabbos shekraven biyom akipurim. So what we're saying is oila Shabbos, the oila of a Shabbos bishabbos. What is another time that Shabbos? Yom Kippur is called Shabbos Shabbosin. It's a Shabbos also. So what we're saying is the pasuk. We're translating the pasuk to say that you can bring the leftover karbanos from Shabbos on a different Shabbos. Dahainu Yom Kippur that falls out on Sunday. Limeid al chalve Shabbos shekraven biyom akipurim. So you might think, okay, well, if Yom Kippur is called Shabbos and Shabbos is called Shabbos, so then it's interchangeable. If I have leftover karbanos from Friday Yom Kippur, I can bring them on Shabbos as well. Umar says, no, Talmud Lamar Bishabbatoi. It's only on its Shabbos, meaning it's a one-way. Bishabbatoi, the second limud is limiting. The first one says you could bring leftover from Shabbos on Yom Kippur, that's on Sunday. However, you may not bring leftover from 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 Yom Kippur on Friday on Shabbos. So, so the base is inclusive and the vav is exclusive. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's Bishabbat, it, well, it's Bishabbos, right? So it's saying on another Shabbos, it's the extra word Shabbos. But the point is, yes, that... And then to, I mean, the, the vav, vav is exclusive, correct. So Rabbi Kiva Omer, he argues, right? Remember, Rabbi Kiva holds that it's us or both ways. So he's going to learn that, no, you can't bring Yom Kippur on Shabbos or Shabbos on Yom Kippur. However, what you can do is you can um, bring um, you can bring the leftover Shabbos on Yom Tif. Ah, okay, once I'm saying Yom Tif, so we see, right? So it should be okay. So he's learning the reboy of the Shabbos to say, Rabbi Kiva, to say that you can bring leftover Shabbos Karbanas on Yantif. Now, what is the Machlaikis over here? What's the underlying Machlaikis? Rabbi Shmuel holds that Nidar Menadavis, which are optional Karbanas, they can be brought on Yantif, and therefore, I don't need a Pasuk to be marred by that. Because if, if 
optional carbonus, is Vindarman and Davis can be brought on Yantif for sure, leftover chi of carbonus, the Hainu, the oil of Shabbos, we brought on Yantif, so I don't need a pasuk for that at all. And therefore, so then when I have a reboy, I have to be Marba Yom Kippur, and then the Miyad will be Mayat that it's only one way. The Deva Rebbe Kiva, however, Nidarman and Davis ain't craving Yantif. He holds that Nidarman and Davis aren't brought on Yantif, and therefore, since the Darman and Davis aren't brought on Yantif, then I have no way of knowing that leftover Chiyuv Karbanais of Shabbos can be brought on Yantif. And therefore, So then I need a Pasuk to tell me that I can bring leftover Shabbos Karbanas on Yantif. And then the Vav is limiting it, saying Yantif, yes, and Yom Kippur, no. When we were in Babel, Hava Amri, we used to say, Okay, that Yom Kippur that fell out on Arab Shabbos, they would not blow. So what we're saying here is, and we had this uh, way earlier, if you remember, I think at the end of Bamema and Likin, we discussed that they would blow on Friday to Shabbos to um, get people to stop doing Malacha. So what we're saying is like this, that any time we go from a Yom Kal to a Yom Chamer, right? So we go from Yontif, let's say, to Shabbos, right? Yontif, let's say Yontif is on a Friday. So Yantif is, you're allowed to do Eichel uh, Nefesh. So they would blow the Shafer to say, to signify that something that was previously Mutter is no longer allowed. So we would blow, on, let's say Friday Yantif, going into Shabbos, because Shabbos is more Chamer. Okay, and on the flip side, we're going to discuss Havdalah, that we make Havdalah when we go, when we step down. So let's say from Shabbos to Yantif, we make Havdalah, Right, because we say Mavdam and Kodesh to Kodesh, or from Shabbos to Chol, Kodesh to Chol, but we make Havdalah anytime we step down a level. However, if we go up a level, so going from Yantif to Shabbos, we would not make Havdalah in that transition, okay? Because that's actually going up a level. So, anyways, he's saying here, Kiyavinu Babel, Hava Amri, Hadatani, Yom Kippur, Shachal, Liyas, Ere Shabbos, Loya Yutaikin, that they would not, Yom Kippur on a Friday, they would not blow, okay? Because what that means is, is that what we're essentially saying is that. Yom Kippur and Shabbos are the same. Yom Kippur is not more kal. If Yom Kippur was more kal, then we would have to blow going into Shabbos. Or on Matzei Shabbos, if Yom Kippur was on a Sunday, so then they would not after Shabbos because again, we don't make Abdullah if we're not stepping down. So what we're saying is that in Babel, we treated Yom Kippur and Shabbos as exactly the same. When we came, we went over there. He said, this must be Rabbi Akiva. Because what does Rabbi Akiva say? Rabbi Akiva holds that you can't bring Eul Shabbos on Yom Kippur and Eul Yom Kippur on Shabbos. The Rabbi Yishmael, because according to Rabbi Yishmael, Kiva Namar Chalva Shabbos Kriven Yom Kippurim Liska. Why wouldn't we blow? Right, since he holds, Rabbi Yishmael holds, that Chalva Shabbos are brought on Yom Kippur so if Yom Kippur is on a Sunday, right? Again, let's let's be clear because it's going to get confusing in a second here. That if I have, if Yom Kippur is on a Sunday, I can bring leftover Shabbos Karbonos on Sunday. Liska kihechi. So I should blow. Kihechi, I should blow. Kihechi delehavi yadi dechalve Shabbos kriven Yom Kippurim. I should blow when Yom Kippur is on a Friday going into Shabbos to signify that Yom Kippur is more kal. How do I know Yom Kippur is more kal? Because according to Rabbi Shmuel, if we're going to Rabbi Shmuel, that if in a year where Yom Kippur falls out on Sunday, 
I could bring Shabbos Kabbalah on Sunday, and therefore Yom Kippur is a day that's more kal. And even though this year it wouldn't be relevant, because this year Yom Kippur is on a Friday, right? If Yom Kippur is on a Friday, then what we're saying is you, the only time you'd blow is if Yom Kippur is on a Friday, and, and then you go into Shabbos. So what we're saying is according to Rabbi Shmuel, the simple idea of what we're saying is according to Rabbi Shmuel, Yom Kippur is more kal than Shabbos. Why? Because when Yom Kippur falls out on Sunday, you can bring the Chalvei Shabbos on Yom Kippur. But when Yom Kippur falls out on Friday, you may not bring the Chalvei Yom Kippur on Shabbos. So therefore, we see Yom Kippur is more Kal. So it must be that this uh, Memra that they said, the Brisa that said, that you do not blow or make Havdalah from Yom Kippur to Shabbos or Shabbos to Yom Kippur, must be like Rabbi Akiva, because Rabbi Akiva is the one who holds that Yom Kippur and Shabbos are on exactly the same level. Va'amina le'amna. However, I said, no, it's not true. You know why they don't blow? Because Kahanim's reason, hey, the Kahanimar's reason, and you're right, that even though Yom Kippur, it, it could be more kal, like Rabbi Yishmael, because you burn the, the Chelve Shabbos on Yom Kippur. However, it's only relevant, the only way that it's more kal is for the Kahanim, and Kahanim's reason, hey, and we don't need to blow for Kahanim. Really? Do we say that concept of Kahanimar's reason? But Tanan, we learned Shalosh Lihibatel Esam Malacha, Shalosh Lahabdel Kodesh Lachal. Okay, that we said that they would blow three times to stop them from doing work. And this is in the base Hamikdash. This is a, a, a quote of something in uh, Brachas. Okay, and if you look, Rashi says, Gimel Lihibatel they're counted as part of the we said that there's no, no less than 21 tkiyas in the mikdash okay and we discussed that these are part of that counting and where are they blowing it in the mikdash if they're blowing it in the mikdash it must be they're blowing it for the kohanim why do they have to blow for kohanim must be the kohanim are not zrizim in this regard hello yeah okay still- I'm here I just want to make sure I'm here okay yeah. So it must be Kahanim or not reason. So the Gemara answers. So the Gemara answers. Kedam or Abaya? No. Yes, they blew in the base of Mikdash, but it wasn't for the Kohanim. Lishar Ahmad Yushalayim. It was really for everybody else in Yushalayim. Hachanami Lishar Ahmad Yushalayim. So too here they would blow. Okay, they would blow in Shar Ahmad Yushalayim, and therefore we have no Kasha because those were things that were relevant for everybody. Yes, they blew in the base of Mikdash. But they, for the Kohanim themselves, Kohanim's reason name, we do not need to blow specifically for the Kohanim. And that's what we're saying. So the Gemara still wants to know, and now we're going to ask a new Kasha. Okay, fine. I get it. You're saying that, um, you're saying that Yom Kippur is more kal, according to Rabbi Shmuel, because you can burn the Chelve Shabbos on Yom Kippur, but we don't need a blow, okay, because it's only relevant to the Kohanim. But, however, there is another din that the Gemara is going to bring up right now that discusses another malacha that's allowed on Yom Kippur and would not be allowed on Shabbos. And that is something called knivas yerek. So what they used to do was they would cut away the bad leaves from the vegetables. They would essentially prepare for the matzah Yom Kippur su'uda. And the Chachamim, we're going to see here, allowed them to do Knivas Yerek because when are you going to do it? You're going to do it in the afternoon on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur has a din of Inui. It's painful. Yes, you're preparing for after Yom Kippur, but it actually increases the Tsar, the Inui, on Yom Kippur 
because now you have to, it's like going shopping on a fast day, right? You have to, you have to smell the food as you're preparing it, and therefore the Chum allowed you to do this even though you would not be allowed to do it on Shabbos. So, so the Gemara is going to ask, So I don't understand. Why don't we blow, okay? Why don't we blow to show that, that um, Yom Kippur and Shabbos, because Yom Kippur has this heter that you can do what's called kinivas yerek. You can, you can cut away the bad vegetables. On Yom Kippur, after Mincha, you're allowed to prepare the food in this way. And so, it, and, and you wouldn't be allowed to do this on Shabbos. You wouldn't allowed to be prepared. You wouldn't be allowed to prepare something on Shabbos for Matzei Shabbos. So we see that Yom Kippur is taka more mekel, and therefore, when we go from Yom Kippur to Shabbos, we should, uh, we should require you to blow because we're going from a Yom Kal to a Yom Chamer. So I'm Rav Yosef. shvos lahatir. You want to know why? Because Tkiya Shefer is a shvos. And we're not going to allow you to blow Shafer on, uh, uh, on Yom Kippur in order to, you know, for, for something that's a heter, right? So what are we saying? Now, what is this a heter for? We're letting you know that in a case where, um, okay, so the only reason we would blow is when we're saying that something is usher. And why would you blow here? You would blow here, yes, even though Yom Kippur is a Yom Kal, because what we're saying is we'll allow you to, will allow you to, um, will we'll allow you to do Knibas Yerek. What we're saying here is that you're going to blow when Yom Kippur is on a Friday, going into Shabbos, to let you know that Yom Kippur is different than Shabbos, so that on the next year, when Yom Kippur falls out on Sunday, you'll know that you are now allowed to do Knivas Yerek. Okay, so we're not going to blow for something that's a heter. We only blow to tell you that, oh, now something's Aser. Okay, so we have to set this up. What does this mean? So he, he's saying like this, that when, when Yom Kippur falls out on a Friday, okay, so the Knivas Yarek, you wouldn't need a blow for Shabbos. We're blowing to signify that Yom Kippur is different. However, okay, that wouldn't be relevant until a year. That wouldn't be relevant until a year where the Yom Kippur falls out after Shabbos. And therefore, what we're saying is, since th- we're not going to blow when Yom Kippur's on a Friday, okay, because we're not going to blow when Yom Kippur's on a Friday because it's not relevant for this year. For this year, on Friday, you do Knivas Yar because it's Yom Kippur, and on Shabbos, is a regular Shabbos. We're blowing to signify in a different year, let's say next year, that Shabbos, it, uh, when Yom Kippur falls out on Sunday, that you, al- you would be allowed to do Knivas Yarek on Sunday. So we blow this year when Yom Kippur falls out on Friday for next year to tell you that I can do Knivas Yarek for Sunday. Again, this Mandamar holds that we would blow to allow you to do a heter. We would blow to tell you that something is now mutter. So we're saying, why are we blowing for Yom Kippur? We're blowing Yom Kippur to say that you can do Knivas Yarek. It's not relevant for this year because you can do Knivas Yarek this year anyway. It's, we're coming to tell you that 
we, we, we would be blowing to tell you that when Yom Kippur follows Shabbos, that we would allow you to do Knivas Yerek. And so Rabbi Yosef is saying, you know why we don't blow for Knivas Yerek? Because it's not relevant for the day that you're blowing for. It's relevant to signify for the following years. And therefore that's now called a Shvus. That's called a Shvus Rechaika. And, and he says this concept, Shvus Kvarva Hitiru, Shvus Rechaika Lo Hitiru. To which the Gemara is going to take issue to this. Really? Really? They allowed you to blow for something that is, is going to happen, right? That is close. If Yantiv falls out on Friday, you blow, but you do not make Havdalah, right? Because, again, we see here, you're going from a Yantiv, from a Kal, to Shabbos, which is Chamer. So you're going to blow because you're going to Chamer, and you're not Mavdil because you're going from Kal to Chamer. Matzei Shabbos, when you, talk, when you go on Matzei Shabbos, Mavdil and Vilay Taikin, you do make Havdalah if Yom Tov is on Sunday. So you're Mavdilin because you're now going down a level. Right? You go, Vilay Taikin, you don't blow because you're going down a level. You only blow when you go up a level. Vamai, Fertigamar, Liska. Why don't you blow Why don't we blow? We should be blowing on Shabbos to let you know that if you're saying, if you, Rabbi Yosef, are right, that we do blow to allow you to do something, you should be blowing on Shabbos going into Yantif to tell you that you can now do Shechita because Yantif, you're allowed to do Shechita. We must be going back like Rabbi Yosef. Okay? And the answer is, I'm sorry, I can't sing Rav Yosef, it's Rav Shisha, Ravidi, but the point is we have to go back like the first one and we have to say that the reason why the Gemara asks, why don't you blow for Knivas Yarek? Knivas Yarek on Yom Kippur. You have to say that it's not because it's Kreva Rechaika. You have to say that the reason why you don't blow is because we don't blow to allow you to do something. Amar Rav Zera, Amar Rav Huna, Amar Rav Abba, Amar Rav Huna, Yom Kippur, Shachal Yes, Yom Kippur that falls out on Shabbos. Usser beknivas yerek. That is going to be. It's usser to prepare the food in this way. Amar Rav Mana, Amar Rav Mana Tana Minayel Yom Kippur Shachal Yes B'Shabbos. Usser beknivas yerek. How do you know? Tamaloimar Shabbos Shabbosin. Okay, it says. It says. What does it say in Yom Kippur? It says Shabbos Shabbosin. Shvus lamai. What is this a shvus for? If you want to tell me that Yom Kippur it's also do malacha, I already know that you, don't, you can't do any malacha. Again, this is talking about Shabbos, Shabbos, saying I'm sorry, this is talking about Shabbos. And why are we telling me you can't do Shabbos? Why does the Pasuk say Shabbos, Shabbos, saying? So we're saying it's a shvus. So if you're telling me that it's just also to do malacha, well, I already says on Shabbos, loisasa komalacha. Elalav, this whole Pasuk of Shabbos, Shabbos, saying is coming to tell me. Knivas Yerek. Shema Amina comes to tell me that Knivas Yerek is going to be Usr, and we're saying that when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, Knivas Yerek is going to be Usr. He says that you're allowed to prepare the food in this way. It's Mutter. So now we're going to ask from what we just, what we just said. We just had a Pasuk. How do we know it's going to be Usr? The Pasuk says Shabbos we already have a Pasuk on Shabbos telling them Allah okay so Elamai we must be talking about Knivas Yerek and what's the Kasha here we see that Knivas Yerek 
we, we said it has a pasuk to tell me it's usher when Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos. So how could, how could Rav Chia by Abba say B'Shem Rav Yechanan that Knivas Yerek on Shabbos, Shabbos Yom Kippur would be mutter? So the Gemara says, Loi, no raya, Loi lam lamalacha. Really, that whole pasuk is from Malacha. And Valavar love Baase, Veloi Sase. Shabbos Shabbosoin is a, an Ase. We had a Loi Sase, Komalacha, that's a Loi Sase. We wanted to give Shabbos a Loi Sase and an Ase. And now we're going to have a Brysa. We'll finish off the parak over here. We have a Brysa. Tanya Kavase, Derev Yechanan. That Yom Kippur Shachal Yos Shabbos, that Yom Kippur, that is Shabbos, Mutter Bikni Vasyarek. You are allowed to prepare the food in this way, the Kni Vasyarek. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I was muted. I had to wake up my son, David. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no problem. Thank you, Master Rabbi Yechon. Yom Kippur Shachal Yisrael Shabbos. Mutter It is allowed to repair the food, and mefatsin and begoyzim you can crush walnuts. Umefarchesin berimanim you can prepare pomegranates. Mincha mincha malamala, like we explained from mincha and on, that they allowed because in the morning you're not so hungry. So what do we say here? You're preparing to eat after the fast. So in the morning, we're not, we don't really want you to prepare food for after the fast. You're preparing for something that's not relevant for today. However, what we're saying is that if it's after mincha, when you're really hungry, that we allow you because it's, even though you're preparing for after the fast, it's really, you, since you're really hungry, it's begether inui. We want you to be an afflicted on Yom Kippur. And therefore, we allowed you to do this from mincha and on. Mifatzim begeizim, you crush nuts. Mifarchesim, you you can prepare Pomegranates, why? They would chop cabbage, similar type of idea. They were preparing, but they were smelling the food, and it was inui, and it was after mincha. They would uh, peel pumpkins. Even the chaza, when they saw the havakam acharfi, that people were people were doing this early. What they were doing was they started preparing in the morning. Like, okay, I can prepare when they weren't so hungry, and right, they said like this. After Mincha, I'm going to be really hungry. It's going to be painful for me to do. So I'm going to do a Shachris, Yom Kippur Shachris, and that defeats the whole purpose. The only reason we allow you to prepare for after Yom Kippur is because it's Marbi Inui on Yom Kippur. So also, so Amr Lohu, he said to them, Asa Igarta, he made up a story. He said that who was the one that was, that was moderate, that was Rav Yechanan. A letter came in Marava from Yishlaim, Yishpet Rav Yechanan, the Aser. Rav Yechanan Tacha said it's Aser. And that, using that, he said the only reason you were allowing, uh, that, that we, the only reason we were allowed to do this was like Shittas Rav Yechanan. Rav Yechanan sent a letter. Not really true, but Rav Yechanan, he, he claimed that Rav Yechanan sent a letter to say that it's Aser. Hadron Alach, the Elok Shark. To say it's also to do it in the morning or it's also to do a bachal? It's also to do a right? In other words, it was always also to do it in the morning. He only allowed it in the afternoon. But obviously people couldn't be trusted, right? Like social distancing during the evening. People can't be trusted, right? We can't go to shuls because people can't be trusted. So, uh, okay, people can't be trusted. So um, they, uh, um, they had to rescind. So he took it on himself to rescind Rav Yechidon's heter, okay? Um, hold on one second. I will. One second here. Let me send out the. Second, my com- 
computer is not uh, not not behaving right now. Okay, here you go. Okay, you should have it now. So we started off, again, we were discussing off of Big Day Shabbos. So we said that we we're discussing changing Begadim is Upashat. We learned this concept of changing for more mechubed things. We, that's where we learned the concept of changing begadim. We said it's a, a, a gnai for a Tamil to go out with uh, shoes with patches. And we said that's only if it's double patch. But one patch is okay. And then we also talked about that it, it, the chayv misa, right? If a he, if he, Tamil Chacham goes out with grease or sheikh bazera on his clothing. And we said that it depends which clothing, right? The outer clothing shouldn't even have grease. The inner clothing is okay to have grease, but it can't have sheikh bazera. Okay, and we said, and then we talked about, once we got into that, what, how much is... How much is um, chaytzitz? So we said if it's more than an iser on a mardeya, it's going to be chaytzitz. And on, uh, it's going to be chaytzitz. It's going to make a chatzitza. Okay. And on begadim, we said it's if it's two sides, it's going to be chaytzitz. Rabbi Yehuda held that on begadim, even one side is chaytzitz. And Rabbi Yisrael shel, shel benai, which we learned according to one man, were like was talmud chacham, or we said it was like the uh, bathhouse attendants uh, robes that they used to give out. So we said mitzad echad and a bor is right. Then if it, if it's on one side, because you're very makbed. Either you're Tom and Chacham and you're Machbed, or it's a bathhouse attendant. You want nice, clean stuff when you come out of the bat when you come out of the uh, Schwitz, right? So those you're going to be Machbed, even if there's grease coming showing on only one side, okay? But a boor, right? A regular person, uh, uh, a schlep, a schlepper walking around, if he's only going to be Machbed if it's two sides. And then we said also you have to say that a Mardea is going to be you're only Machbed. It's only Chaitzitz because you're only Machbed on two sides because it's for sure going to be less kal than um, than than clothing. And then we discuss what is considered a category of a Talmud Chacham. So we said, okay, well, the level in order to be machzer to, to be machzer Aveda by him just saying it's mine, that's if he's makbid to not show the seams of a shirt. And um, to make him a rabbi, that's if he knows, um, you know, one Masechta through and through, then he can be a rabbi in a city. Um, and we said he could be a, he could be a Rosh Hashiva if he knows, uh, you know, all all the Masechtas. And, um, and we said that uh, if, if he... Uh, puts his own business aside and he deals with Chassi Shemaim, then the Tzibar has to be Mepharnas him with at least bread. Okay, and then we discussed the Mekav and Kalim Yom Kippurim L'Shabbos. Let me put the line in the wrong place. Okay. Anyway, Rabbi Shmuel says that we discussed, we have this Pasuk, right? We have this Machlekes, Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva, whether Chalvei Shabbos can be, whether Chalvei Shabbos can be brought on Yom Kippur that falls out on Sunday. Um, Rabbi Shmuel says yes. And we said that that's because he holds nidarim v'nidavais, okay, craving b'yantif, and I have a reboy and a miyot, so the reboy will tell me that even chalvei Shabbos can be brought on Yom Kippur, and the miyot will tell me that chalvei Yom Kippur cannot be brought on Shabbos. Rabbi Kivo, who holds that ain nidarim and nidavais are craving b'yantif, so therefore he holds that chalvei Shabbos can be craving b'yantif, but he learns he needs a reboy to tell me that, and he has the limiter, the Shabbatai, right, if you see underlined the Vav, that is telling me that um, 
that not on Yom, that, that not on Yom Kippur. That Chalve Shabbos cannot be brought on Yom Kippur. Reb Zeira said that even according to Reb Shmuel, we don't need to blow, okay? Because we said we blow from a Yom Kala Yom Chamer on Yom Kippur. Shachal Yosef Erev Shabbos. Why? Because Yom Kippurim is only Chal Leinyan Chalve Shabbos, and the Kohanim are Zvizim. Okay, and we said, and I, what about Kenivas Yerek? We said, no, we don't blow for Kenivas uh, Heter, Kenivas Yerek, right? Because we, we don't blow for a Heter. We only blow to tell you something's going to be Usr. We don't blow to tell you something's going to be Motor. So even when we would, even according to the Tzad that we would have thought to blow from Yom Kippur going to Shabbos, it wouldn't be, it, would only, it wouldn't be for Yom Kippur going into Shabbos because that wouldn't be relevant anyways. It would be for, the, for a different year where Shabbos would go into Yom Kippur, okay? And Kenivas Yerek, we said, um, what about on Yom, on Yom Kippur that falls out on Shabbos? Reb Huna held it was Asr, Yechon said it was Mutter after Mincha because of Agmas Nefesh. Reb Huna, we said, had a Pasuk Shabbos, Shabbos Sain. Reb Yechon learned that Pasuk to tell me that uh, on Shabbos you're going to have an Asay and Alois Asay. And we had these other Amarayim, they allowed other ways of preparing food, right? The, the cabbage and the pumpkins. But we said, since they started doing it early, so uh, he published a letter from Rav Yechanan. He made he fabricated a letter saying that Rav Yechanan held it was Aser.